Hello, on today's episode, we're going to explore the fascinating connection between positive communication at school and home, and also the profound impact on building strong character and relationships. So sit down and relax, grab a cup of coffee, and let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Find Your Way with your host, Q-chan. I am so excited because I have great, great news. First of all, I want to say thank you. Like I always say, almost every episode, I'm saying thank you, thank you, thank you so much because I told you we had a goal, right? And our goal at the end of summer was to reach 500 listeners and we are super close to getting to 600 listeners so thank you so much we were able to reach that goal i am super happy that you know this is helping you because it is helping me as well and if it's helping all of us then let's enjoy okay so uh we're going to have this topic and it's a, we're going to continue the topic uh, that we were talking about the episode before, um, how to manage conflict. So on last episode, we were talking about two things that I feel are crucial, crucial, crucial. That when I was in Mexico this uh, last last month, uh, like I told you, I I noticed that a lot of people don't really have the skill of patience, <laughs> for example, or uh, practice active listening. And what I was saying about active listening, I want to just reinforce the I, the meaning of it. It's like active listening, what it means is even if you don't agree or even strongly agree with that other person, like I said before, it doesn't mean that the other person is bad and it doesn't mean that you are correct either. Okay? So what I mean by active listening is um, I've met, and I'm sure you too as well, we have all met some sort of people who praise themselves uh, of being uh, on top, on top, being at peace, being um, self-aware and all. And most most often than not, these people uh, are the ones who aren't aware of how they treat others, aren't aware of the words that they use, uh, you know, to their uh, family members, friends, or how they treat others because they have this sense of entitlement. And that's a lot of us, okay? That's a lot of us. I'm not saying that uh, it's just other people and I don't do that. Of course not. I, but we all fall into this um, cloud of selfishness because that's who we are. We're humans. However, what I mean by active listening is that, like I said before, even if you disagree or strongly disagree with someone, you're still going to be there and listen to that person. It doesn't mean, you know, I've, I've met some people, and it's happened to me uh, quite recent, that some people praise themselves of being at peace. However, they aren't willing to listen to the, the other person's points of view. So what they un- end up doing basically, is just accept their reality, saying that they need to put certain limits. However, they don't embrace the reality. They don't even try to listen or understand where the other person is coming from. So instead of <laughs> what I feel is that the these people uh, that praise themselves of being at peace, they, they, they lack self-awareness. And I'm not saying that, oh, poor them or 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 stuff like that, or I pity, pity them and stuff like that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying what active listening means. And we all need to 
really, really practice this skill because it's not something easy to attain. And self-awareness, well, that's another episode. And honestly, I'll just say it uh, up front. That is going to be our next episode. Is going to be all about self-awareness. Okay? So, like I mentioned on the uh, intro, we're going to explore the connection between positive connection at school and at home, its profound impact on building strong character and relationships. So, Please join us as we delve into the latest research and insights. Uh, like I always say, I had a lot, a lot of fun uh, doing the research for this. And hopefully we can uncover, you know, we can uncover how our interactions shape our lives. All right. So before we start, because we have two segments, right, that we were going to um, talk about this podcast, I want to share something. And what I want to share is basically my last week uh, back home. So I'm back in Japan, like I mentioned on my last episode, and most likely we were going to record this episode in my home here in Osaka, Japan. Uh, the last week is before going to Mexico or going back home with my parents. Uh, I had a lot of doubts about continuing in Japan, even though like I've been living here for 10 years and I have a lot of stuff in my home. So it, it won't be easy. If I do want to go back, it won't be easy at all. I It, it, will, be, it will be quite hard. Um, but I had a lot of doubts. I was uh, feeling a little bit down, um, depressed. Uh, some things weren't working. And I was just lacking, like I like I say to, to everyone, just self-awareness as well. And uh, I go back, I had a lot of questions, and uh, I decided that this trip back home was going to give me, well, I was looking for answers, okay? So I couldn't find any, but towards the end, we were able to go to where I was born. I went to Houston, and I was able to spend some time, uh, some quality time with my extended family. And uh, it was absolutely amazing. And if you guys are listening to this, uh, Linda, Junior, Annalise, Zeta, Oscar, and if my uncle Tio, Tia, if you're listening to this, seriously, thank you. Thank you so much for that beautiful time you gave me because, ah, man, it was out of this world. And I was able to uh, understand many things that I lack. I was able to understand uh, a lot from my background and myself and what I needed. So again, uh, shout out to all of you because you you gave me you gave me something very special and it's something that I want to bring here to Japan and I want to spread the love. So with that with that said, it's just what I experienced there was a was a, a lot of love. It was a lot of acceptance and. Uh, like I told you before, you know, ident identity-wise, it's been difficult for me to adjust. Um, not in Japan, uh, not in Mexico or in America, just just myself, like identity. Like it's difficult for me to fully identify as something. Or uh, some people tell me, or my dad even said before uh, I moved to uh, New York, he said, "Never forget your roots." And that's, that's the thing. I'm not trying to forget my roots. The thing is. Um, people evolve and especially people who live internationally and who are dealing with a culture that is incredibly difficult from yours. It's easy when you go back to see certain things and where you're coming from and there you can see some things and you can understand them, right? So when you, we, we want to deal with a positive communication 
and you want to talk to people, it's, it, it's very crucial, at least for me, that I went back. I need to be able to adapt to that culture. So I experienced a lot of reverse cultural shock, like I mentioned to you before. Uh, so in order for me to be able to manage certain conflict, I, I need to be able to uh, um, show some awareness of where I'm at. Right. So that's the thing what I mentioned about Mexico, like people seem, uh, well, at least from the city that I'm from, it's like the heat is so hot in there that it burns and it, it makes you, you know, anxious and frustrated. OK, so going into these segments, I wanted to put in a little bit of that personal information in there. So to better understand examples of positive communication at school and home and to better understand this connection i think we need to explore some examples of positive communications in both settings so for example in schools teachers who foster an inclusive and respectful classroom atmosphere set the stage for a healthy communication so something similar uh similar to what i was telling you before about there's a, like a certain teacher who said i, I would prefer that this student you know, weren't in my class. So how are we trying to be inclusive with this? Like if you're if you're really hoping that this kid isn't in your classroom, you're you're not really trying to be inclusive with all of your students. Um, so teachers like the ones who create positive atmospheres, they are the ones who encourage students to share their ideas without fear of judgment, allowing diverse perspectives to flourish. And the same principle apply, uh, applies at home. So imagine parents who are actively listening to their children's concerns, providing guidance without dismissing their feelings. So when parents engage in discussions about values, personal growth, and emotional well-being, they lay the foundation for open communication that extends beyond, beyond the home. So this is the thing that I feel a lot of us lack in, in, in our nowadays incredibly busy lives. Like things are becoming way more expensive and I can't possibly imagine what um, parents go through. I'm talking about regular average income parents who have to deal with the struggles of having enough money to be able to, um, you know, do, make it until the end of the month. The month, so those are the ones who have a hard time being able to uh, put away those frustrations and, and anxiety in order to provide that emotional well-being, right? So, what I'm trying to say with this segment of examples of positive communication is, I want to bring in something that I experienced at least in um in houston so both junior and linda junior is my my cousin um uh, from my dad's side and uh his wife uh linda it, what i saw again it was a short amount of time but what i saw was that they're very open to listening uh actively listen to others uh in the way they they talk to each other as well i i didn't see that um, frustration. I didn't see that. Uh, trying to talk to them in, in uh, trying to talk down on uh, to people. Instead, they were just actively, patiently uh, listening to your to to your story. And not only, for example, to me, but to their 
uh, family to their daughters and to their son and seeing something like that and constantly making boosting your self-esteem or trying to boost your self-confidence it was something uh, so nice to see that I would love to see in, in other classrooms uh, in households as well. Something that I do in, in, in my classroom is that whenever I'm reading a story and, I, and we're identifying different characters, we try to identify what kind of, what kind of traits and, and personality um, this character has. So then once we pin down those points, we try to find someone in the classroom that might share something similar. And the thing is, this makes everything way more engaging because a lot of people want to be a certain character. And then we try to pretend to be that character. And this fosters uh, positive communication. And the thing is that the kids have a lot of fun and then they bring it home. And then you get messages from from caregivers. What did you do? My kid had a lot of fun. It was it's so much fun. And, 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 and so forth. Moving on about uh, building strong character and relationships. So... In order to like, like the impact of positive communication, character development and relationships, like the, the research is constantly demonstrating that communication skills are at the core of personal growth. But when we talk about communication skills, this is the other thing that um, uh, I was talking about that some people miss. And those two key points that I mentioned, the one before, which are patience and active listening. So communication, so like I said, it's sometimes it's better to just stay quiet and wait and be the last one to speak or not say anything at all. However, some people take this the wrong way. Some people think that being quiet is this this kind of like smart communication. But however, these people, what they're doing, they're evading reality because they're not actively engaged in the commu- in, in the discussion. They're not actively engaged or trying to communicate with other people. Basically, what they're doing is just, I, I'm going to practice silence. So they're not going to let anything in. So what this brings is you're just sheltering yourself and your thoughts. And what is going to happen is you're going to start overthinking. And with these thoughts, what is going to happen, most likely, more often than not, is you're going to think that you're correct and the 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 person in front of you or the people that you're having problems with, they're wrong, right? <laughs> so that's the thing about uh, communication skills. They're not easy to come by. And just because you're able to com- uh, have a lot of acquaintances, that does not make you a smart communicator. So in order to consider the example of, uh, for example, let's consider an example of a high school student um, I'm going to change the name for privacy uh, purposes. So let's call this person, uh, let's call my, my, my name, uh, Q-chan. Okay, so Q-chan's school promotes positive communication through conflict resolution workshops and peer mentoring. I don't know if you've ever heard about the peer mentoring. Is You have someone from the upper grades or uh, a counselor, for example, in this case. And uh, if they have a... A problem with someone, they make something like a like the three-way communication. You have someone that is neutral, and then you have the other two going at it. You know, they will uh, express their negative thoughts and their positive interactions and so forth. And then the the one who is neutral is going to be able to mediate um, that discussion. And by learning to express thoughts assertively 
and resolve conflicts constructively, uh, Q-Chan not only develops like strong character traits like empathy and self-awareness, but also forms healthier relationships with peers and teachers. So this is something that is great and a lot of people would benefit from doing this. Uh, but it, this is something that you couldn't bring at home, for example. Because if you do a three-way, for example, uh, your son or your daughter has a problem with you, the dad. But then you bring in mom. Well, it's going to be a little bit biased there, don't you think? Uh, but in this case, that's why we have a therapist in which that the therapist can be someone who is a mediator. Even if going to your school counselor is going to be a little bit biased because you're going to go most likely towards the student or if the student is like, I don't want to say it in this way, but a troubled student, then the counselor is most likely going to be biased and focus more on the, be on the parent's side. Um, then we have the strengthening of relationships through communication. Uh, beyond character development, let's focus on relationships. So I've, I've um, come in, I have mentioned this um, doctor's research before, John Gottman's re research on couples, right? And I mentioned that I don't want to focus just on couples because this can be used as uh, any kind of in any sort of partnerships. But it has revealed that, su that successful relationships thrive on a foundation of positive communication. So he calls this the magic ratio, which suggests, like I told you, a five to one. So uh, five positives to one negative uh, is a guiding principle. So this ratio fosters uh, trust, intimacy, and resilience during uh, conflicts. So let's try and relate this back to the school and home context. A teacher who uses positive reinforcement and encouragement to highlight students' strengths contributes to a positive learning atmosphere. And I can just give you a, a simple example. When someone is doing something in my classroom and I praise that student, what happens is most likely... A lot of kids just go and applaud and go like, yay, they're clapping their hands for that student. Not all of them, but some of them. And when they see this, they get incredibly happy. They get incredibly happy. Like, wouldn't you be happy if someone is clapping at you for something good that you did? Of course you are. Of course you're going to feel happy. Of course, at the same time, you might be embarrassed or feel a little bit shy. But in the end, in deep down, you feel very happy. We all want to feel that love. Let's not let's not uh, lie to ourselves. We all want to be uh, said beautiful things. And you look very handsome and you look very clean. Even a, a small thing like, oh, you smell so nice. It makes you feel good. Oh, you got a haircut. Yes, I did. You noticed. Thank you so much. So like people noting, noticing us make incredibly happy right so similarly parents who celebrate their children's achievements while offering guidance and this is key this is key not only celebrating because I've seen some parents just celebrating uh, their children's achievements by taking them to whatever restaurant that they like the most but this is not the point that's not the point when is celebrating their your child's achievements while offering guidance during challenging times, this builds an environment of support and trust. I told you before, there is just one thing that 
most children's want. They cannot say it in front, they cannot say it to your face because they are not aware of this, but all they want is love and acceptance. So let's go back to the beginning and to what I said. Let's try all of us to build upon those skills that are patience and active listening. The thing is, this last trip, I was able also to speak to my aunt. She's a gastro. She's a doctor of the stomach. And uh, she said to me, you know, when I was starting, I dreamt of having this, this and that. And the thing is, now, without even noticing, I can have all of that. And the thing is, I'm really happy with what I'm doing. And the, and the work that she's doing is amazing. She's working on research um, uh, about a certain pill that in America costs like about $2,000. She wants to make it way cheaper and more affordable for people. It's just amazing the things that she's doing. And the thing is, like, she has practice. Even though she's incredibly active because she is incredibly active, <laughs> um, she is always, always always practicing patience uh, about her work. And the thing is, like, these two skills of patience is not only when we're dealing with other people, it's also dealing with our um, objectives in life, in your hobbies, at work, with your partner, etc., etc. So I want to wrap up here because otherwise I'm just going to go on and on and on and on. But um, I want to wrap up like the exploration of the intricate uh, relationships between positive communication at school and home. And hopefully we can just combine these two because it will be amazing if both the teachers and the parents can be on the same page. This would create even more um, stronger bonds between the teacher, the caregiver, and the child. So the threats of connection between classrooms and living rooms are stronger than we might even realize. So let's uh, by embracing open, respectful communication in both settings, we not only nurture strong character traits, but we also forge deeper and way more meaningful connections with those around us and and most likely like, with the people that we love the most that and that's the thing is oftentimes what we do is we end up hurting we end up hurting uh the people that we love the most because in some point we're very selfish and we always think that they're going to come back to us but let's try as well to Love them as much as we can because we never know. We never know when, when it's going to be our last encounter with them. So, but again, thank you again so, so much for subscribing. I cannot believe that we're so close to 600. 600. I started this podcast with um, only one objective. And that objective was to have fun. And this is for me, just to have fun. But the thing is, like, I've, I've heard comments from you. I've gone messages and... Um, it just just the numbers. The numbers itself is just crazy because I haven't done any sort of advertisement. And thing is like, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. So we are super excited to continue this journey of discovery and enlightenment in our future episodes. And yeah, thank you so much and see you next time. Goodbye. So on next episode, we're going to be talking about self-awareness. And the thing is, I want to be able to connect 
our last two episodes of uh, how to manage conflict with self-awareness. Okay, so I'm super excited and hopefully by this time we already have our 600 listeners. So thank you so much and see you next time. Goodbye.